יבמות קח עמוד א', צ'ארלס סייקולוגי, אין לך מיון גדול מזה. אז לידרס, יבוואפן גודל לוקח את הקורלציה בין מה שאומרים ומה שאומרים. ובאמת, Uh, to appeal to social expectations or to the expectation of the other person uh, and, and people modify what they say to, to placate the people around them often. Uh, or the contrary, sometimes just to, to rile the people around them. But what people do gives you a true indication of, of what they really think and what they really feel. Uh, and we generally interpret what people say in the context of what they do. And we, and we look at context when we try and understand and we, and we interpret. That's not always the case. Here we're going to learn about a situation where you follow what the person says irrespective of what they're doing. Um, and again, from a leadership perspective, it's important for you to categorize people. Here we're talking specifically about a young girl under bat mitzvah age. Uh, but, but that's a, a, a model. Halachically, that's what we're learning about, applies specifically in the area of Miyun, and it applies specifically to a girl under the age of Bat Mitzvah. But when we learn Gomorrah and we want to apply Gomorrah to life, you've got to move beyond the halachic understanding. The halachic understanding is the way you get to the essence of what the Gomorrah is really telling us and the principle that underlies the Gomorrah. But once you have the principle, from a life perspective, one has to be able to expand the principle and use it as a model And, and use a great deal of, of intelligence and insight to, to figure out where it applies and where it doesn't. So, yes, we're talking about a young girl here, but sometimes a young girl can be a 55-year-old man uh, who's behaving like a young girl. And, and as, uh, in a, any kind of leadership position, and we've talked about the fact that we're all leaders some of the time and some, some people a lot of the time, and Jewish people are, are just by our nature are, le- are leading, uh, leading others in, in, the, in thought and in action. And in belief system and so um, uh, sometimes you've got to look at an individual and say this person I've got to in this particular circumstance I've got to uh, interpret as I would a young girl what do we mean by that says the Gemaraun what does Miun look like so Miun, you remember is the right of a young girl who has been married off in her own interests by her mother or brothers and After her father has died and she's left an orphan and they find a wonderful shidduch and they marry her off so that she should be taken care of and we discussed does that mean they then she, they marry her off and then she comes home and grows up and then they get together or they actually get together at the time not not important for now but she has the rights of mun when her mother or brothers marry her off she has the right until she becomes a bugert until she's after bat mitzvah age and To say I'm, I'm out of this this doesn't suit me I, I didn't want this and I want out what does that want what does she have to say what does it mean I cannot live with this man with my husband I notice she doesn't say I don't want to I would prefer not to uh, I, I've fallen in love with another man that's not what she says she says if she I cannot I cannot do this. I cannot accept the Kiddushin that my mother and my brothers did for me. Yeter al-Kain. Or further than that, Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Afilu yoshevet ba'apirion v'holechet mibet avia lebet ba'ala. This could even happen at her wedding. She's sitting in the wedding carriage and she's driving off to, to the chuppah. She's on the way to the chuppah. 
and in the carriage, she says to the people with her, I can't do this. But she's doing it, she's going. That's me. And she's out. Yet it arcane, even even more so, I'm a Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says, She's living with her husband. They're entertaining their friends. And she's the balabosta. She's the hostess. And she's serving the friends. And she turns to a few of her friends at the party and she says, I just can't, I can't live with this man. That's me. Even more so, says Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda. So notice we have the general statement is EF Shibifloni Bali or EF Shibikidushin. That's the wording, that's the formula. The circumstance, we're given three different circumstances. The one is she's in the wedding carriage. The second is she's entertaining guests in their home. And the third is, Her husband sends her to the store and says, please go and get me a pack of cigarettes in the days that people used to smoke cigarettes. And she says, And she says to the shopkeeper, there's nobody else there. She says to the Baal HaMakolet, She says, I can't stand, I can't live with this man. There's no greater Mion than that. Those are the three scenarios of of Mion. So we've got the formula, and we've got three three contexts. Explains the Me'iri. The first one is where she is in the wedding carriage. So on that explains the Me'iri. We don't say that if you if that's what you think, why are you in the wedding carriage? So here's the example, as I said to you in the opening, where you've got to, normally we take the context and we say, well, okay, you don't mean that seriously. You're just a bit upset with him at the moment. The tensions are high. It's right before the wedding. It's been a difficult time. And you're just, you're just blowing it off a little bit and you're saying you, you can't be with him. That's not what you mean. Otherwise, you wouldn't be going in the, in the cave. We don't say that. Shema, this is, these words in the, in the Me'iri for our purposes are key. Shema bushahi mikroveha vesomechet al dibura. A young girl does what is expected of her. So don't look at what she does. She's doing what others expect of her. Listen to what she says. That's different from an adult. With an adult, don't listen to what he says. Look at what he does. Because an adult filters his words to suit the expectation, but the actions people do what what suits them to do. But a young girl... She does what she's expected to do, but she doesn't filter her words. When she's upset, she lets you know. So listen carefully to her words. What unbelievable wisdom for a parent. And what about if she's entertaining guests in their home? She is completely revealing the fact that she's happily married. What's she doing there? She's entertaining their guests. She's having a party. She's laughing. She's having a good time. Everybody can see. Everybody says, what a beautiful couple. And she pulls one of her friends aside and she says, beautiful couple. I can't stand him. Can't, I can't do this. So we don't say that's a giluidat. Normally we'll say it's a giluidat. You, the, the environment, the circumstance interprets the words. Not with a young girl. The circumstance doesn't interpret the words. Listen to the words. 
The reason she does it is because that's what's expected of her, and a good young Jewish girl does what is expected of her. So don't look at what she's doing and say, what a, what a fine girl. And you'll often have that. You'll often have a, a girl, the parents think she's the most wonderful young girl. She does everything she's supposed to do. She does nothing wrong. And, and she's upset or she's depressed. She goes to see a psychologist, and the psychologist says to the parents, you should hear what this girl is telling me, how upset she is, how angry she is. And the parents say, but we, we don't see it. But if you just can listen to what they're saying, it's not about what they do, it's about what they're saying, says the Me'iri. And even more, and the Me'iri adds in some words. I don't know whether he has it in the gifts of his Gomorrah or he adds it in to interpret it. He says, Go to the store and get me some cigarettes in the days when they used to smoke cigarettes. She goes to the store, she gets the cigarettes, and she also buys him a bottle of his, of his favorite cognac. And she pays for it with her own money. And she brings her the gift. And he bring, comes home and she says, here's the, uh, the, the, here's the cigarettes, but I know how you love cigarettes together with a glass, glass of good cognac. So I've brought you a gift of cognac. And that's Giluid Hadad Shel What greater expression of love is there than that? But if caution, but if she told the shopkeeper, yeah, I'm buying the cognac, but I really can't, I can't stand in, the, I, I can't stay in this marriage. E.F. Shibo, I raise a and that's Miyun. So we totally ignore the circumstance and we interpret the words stripped of the circumstance. And that's the way we understand a young girl. And, and as, I, as I said to you, as, from a leadership perspective, any, any situation where you're trying to interpret, you've got to decide. The 50-year-old the man can be a young girl also. You've got to decide, is this a person whose actions are dictated by social expectations, but what they really mean is what they say? Or is this a person who says what is expected of him, but what they really mean is what they do? You've got to make that decision when you interpret people. There's no standard law. What we learn in this Gemara is there are situations where you strip the words of the, of the context and you just listen carefully to what the person's saying, especially when there's emotion in those words, like EFSHI. I cannot. It's impossible for me. When there's emotion, when there's strength in those words, listen carefully to the words. There are even cases of teenage suicide, has for sure, where the parents say there was no sign of it, there was no sign of it. But when one starts probing them, okay, he, he, he was a good boy and he was, did everything and he was a tzaddik and he was wonderful and all these wonderful things. Did he ever say anything that could have shown that there's anger down below, that there's sadness down below, that something's going on? Yeah, well, he sometimes said, but didn't mean it. No, sometimes that's exactly what they mean. And as a parent or as a leader, you've got to know when to listen to the words, even when the words are in total conflict with the action. As I said, normally you listen to the action, but there are times you listen to the words. Now, the riff, because each of these is a different level of, of, of interpretation, the first one, the, the way the Me'iri learns it, we, we, the, her actions can be driven by shame and, and a need to conform. So we don't, we don't listen to the, to the actions. The second one is there's a gilui dad. She's in demonstrating that, that she's okay as a gilui. She actually reveals her intention. We ignore that. And the third one is an act of love. We ignore that. And that's why the riff brings all three. Remember, the riff um, s- summarizes the Gemara and deletes anything from the text that isn't halachically relevant. 
So when you learn riff, what's important is to learn the pieces he left out and to understand why he left it out. So the riff is really, it's a summary of the Gemara with any non-halachic pieces extracted. Uh, and occasionally the riff will add some insights of his own, but only occasionally. And here the riff leaves nothing out. He brings all three because there is halachic relevance in each of these three levels that the Gemara discusses the way the Me'iri explains it. It's very clear. Each one is, is, is a, different, a different element. But the Rambam only brings the one case. He brings the case of... He says, He adds, this has to be in front of two people, otherwise how would you know it even happened? So even with the chenvani, with the shopkeeper, somebody would have had heard her outside the shop. You would need witnesses to be able to say, that's what she said. He only brings the middle case. He doesn't bring the case of she's traveling to the wedding in her carriage, and he doesn't bring the case of the shopkeeper. He only brings the middle case. So, what, so what's that about? So for that, we, we've got to see that, that Rashi explains the Gemara a little differently from the Me'iri. Rashi says, on case number one, you might think, um, why is she going to the wedding? So that's the same as the Me'iri. Why is she going to the wedding if she doesn't want to be, be with him? Second case, he, she tells the, the guests in the house this is not about she's a gilui diet as, as the Meiri learns it, Rashi learns it, there's no bait in. So what we learn from case two is you don't need a bait in for chalitza. Certainly, certainly Bediyevit, possibly even Lechatchida, you don't need a bait in. That's why the Rambam brings that second case. That's really important for us to know halachically. You don't need a bait in. And the chenvani, Rashi brings two, two elements. The first is deleka ela chenvani. There's only a chenvani. Not only don't you need a based in, but even if she only tells it to one person, that's okay. And if you say that, 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 that she needs more than that, but also you, in addition to the fact that she's only telling one person, you can also say maybe she's upset that he sent her all the way to the shop to buy his cigarettes. Really, you've got, you've got a, am I your servant? And so she's angry. And she tells the shopkeeper, look at this, he sends me all the way to the store to buy a packet of cigarettes. Can't he do it himself? I can't stand this man. That's a miyun as well. We don't say, well, she's just a little upset. That's what she said, that's what she means. So why does the Rambam leave out the other two cases? So for that, we need a, a ritva. So here you see how the Rishonim work with each other. Sometimes to understand a Rashi, you need a ritva. To understand a Rambam, you need a Rashi and a ritva. You've got to work with the Rishonim. We don't have the ability just to understand the Gemara without working it through with the Rishonim. What does the Ritva says? He says, from Rashi, it's clear that that Lechatchila, just saying it in front of two people is enough. You don't need a Bezdin. De'ilu B'di'evet, because if we're talking about B'di'evet and we're saying that it's only B'di'evet you need to, but Lechatchila, you need a Bezdin. No, says the Ritva. Rashi holds even Lechatchila, you don't need a Bezdin. Chalitza is not like a get. You just need two people to hear it. Because if we're talking about B'di'evid, it's already done, so now is this a good chalitzo, isn't it? We say the case of the shopkeeper. And there there's only one person. And we say, So Rashi clearly holds, even if she says it in front of one person, who is a shopkeeper, not a dayan, it doesn't matter. You listen to what she said. If you know that's what she said, you listen to what she said. You don't need a based in. This is a girl expressing her rejection of an imposed marriage. 
and she's entitled to make that rejection, and we act on it. So then the Meiri goes on, the ritual goes on, and says, how would we know? He says, you must say people heard it from, from outside. And then further down, he says, but Rabbeinu Chananel, this important Rabbeinu Chananel, you remember, is the bridge between the Geonim and the Rishonim. Rabbeinu Chananel and Rabbeinu Gershom are, are, are very, very important for us. Rabbeinu Chananel says, this is only but you want to do a chalitza, you need a base in of three people. So how do we treat the chenvani? comes to teach you a chiddush, even though you might say she's angry because he put her to the trouble of going to the store, and she's angry about it, we don't say that, that's, that's a great miyun. But it's not because you don't need lechatchida; you need a beisdin. She would then need to come to the beisdin, and she would need to say, or the witnesses would need to come to the beisdin and say, "Should they heard her say this?" And then the beisdin would decide that it's a, a proper chalitza. So once we see in the ritva the argument between Rashi and the Rabbeinu Chananel, it's clear why the Rambam leaves out the case of the Chenvani, because the Rambam doesn't hold that you have to have three people. Uh, the, the Rambam would hold that. Um, Sorry, the Rambam holds that you have to have three people, and therefore just saying it in front of the Chenvani is not is not enough. And so the Rambam holds, using the Rabbeinu Chananel's approach, we don't paskin like that third one, but the important one is the second one, where you understand that you've got to listen to what the person says and, and strip it of the context. So it's just an interesting way of, of seeing the difference between the Rif and the Rambam, not by anything they say explicitly, but what they say implicitly. The Rif by everything he concludes, the Rambam by what he excludes, the Ritva who brings in the Rabbeinu Chananel and Rashi to explain the two, the two different viewpoints. But from the point of view of the Matmonim, what is the actionable insight that we take from here? The, the gem is in the Meiri. When one understands the, the essence of this Gemara is about recognizing that there are people, and in this case specifically a young girl under Bat Mitzvah age, who under certain circumstances will do what is expected of them. It doesn't mean they're going along with it. If you want to know what they really think, you've got to engage them in conversation, you've got to get them a little emotional, and you've got to, when they're a little emotional, hear what they really think, and then you'll know the truth, then you'll know what, uh, uh, what really is the case. And that applies also in, in, in marriages very often with a, there's a strong man, a strong husband, and the wife goes along with a lot of the stuff. But she'll tell her friends what she really thinks. And the husband thinks everything's hunky-dory, everything's fine. And, but it isn't fine because he's not listening to what she says. He's just looking, she's a good, obedient wife. She does everything that's expected of her. That's fine. But she's cocking underneath that and you're not listening to it. You're not hearing that. And then she wants a divorce and he says, I don't, I don't, out of the blue, where does this come from? We have such a happy marriage. No, you don't have a happy marriage. You just weren't listening. You were, in, you were delusional into thinking that you had a happy marriage. That's really important that when we interpret people, we decide for ourselves, is this a 12-year-old girl or is this a, a, an adult? Do I need to understand, his, look at his actions and ignore his words? Do I need to listen to his words and ignore his actions? Or do I need to correlate them both and align them both in the way I interpret him? Mm-hmm.